Hi, welcome to CMO Insights, the podcast series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, as our guest, we have Ed Rowe, Chief Marketing Officer of Aprima. Ed, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. It's great, great to have you. Been working and owning Aprima for a long time. You guys are doing some really, really exciting things around digital asset management and content, especially with generative AI, which is the hot thing. Love yeah. to hear more about it. Yeah, uh, Primo and the Pedowitz Group have gone have gone back quite a while. Primo's actually we're hitting our 25th year as a company, founded in '98, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been many different iterations of a company, and but uh, you know pioneers in marketing resource management, of course, and then you know market leader now in uh, digital asset management for customer experience. And so now, though specifically with generative AI, I know. All the major software vendors are racing to get it as an interface into their platforms. But how is a Primo using generative AI and, and what are your goals? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been using uh, generative AI for, for many years now. Uh, Primo AI has been something that we put right in to the platform. And uh, when we saw this new, uh, this uh, the ability to, to integrate, we just launched this um, integration with OpenAI, ChatGPT, we realized that's something that would, I'll call it, revolutionize the content supply chain for folks that use our platform. So we actually we embedded in very specific areas uh, across uh, a Primo, and we raced to get it in. Um, we've been experimenting with it for a long time within a Primo Labs, and it's, it's mind-blowing stuff. And, um, you know, what we want to do is pool marketers, content marketers, experience leaders into the future. And it's doing that. Like every day is like a new future to give uh, folks you know, something that was core for us too is cycle time. So our ability to have you be creative faster, that early stage ideation, and also the generation of content. You know, I would say before, uh, as marketers, you know, brand leaders, folks that use a Primo, uh, just anybody really going after strategies, some examples like personalization or storytelling at scale, total game changer. I would have told you before, we've got a content scarcity problem. And even like all this data says, there's not enough content for personalization and not enough resources. That all change. We have a content abundance problem that we're trying to solve for now. We've got machines generating data, machines generating content for that data so it's a real like i'll call it combinatorial problem that's emerged so we're just solving new new problems now so what are some of the things that have been mind-blowing for you like what what have you been surprised by number one the speed uh the speed at which it can generate uh content content variance testing is something that's very big for a lot of uh, industries and teams its ability to understand audiences and to, to personalize. So it knows roles, it knows personas, titles, and what things that would resonate with them. So you can actually generate content in a more human-like fashion. That, that's been massively mind-blowing, just how, how smart it can be has also you know, been some of like those, those mind-blowing moments. And uh, in doing so, we've had to take an approach with how sort of 
exponential this thing can can move making sure that um solving one of the problems which every organization your organization mine our clients we should be really concerned with the amount of synthetic content that's flowing through our organizations and so we took the approach of a response under the column of responsible ai putting in guardrails and controls so that organizations can understand what's been machine generated what's human generated what's synthetic mm-hmm. and making sure that we've we give the human touch before it goes out into market uh, and i've also yeah my what's been really interesting is how we can control it and it's not something to be scared of uh, it can actually be uh, very well contained there's been a ferocious debate over the ethics of using it for content the privacy plagiarism some people will say it's still it's machine it's dry you could easily tell when a machine's writing the content versus a human being how would you respond to any of those or all of those concerns yeah uh those are absolutely concerns you know the definition of ownership is human generated i think that there's definitely an ethic an ethical layer that we as marketers uh, need to have us who create content. What's like truly authentic? What did you actually, you know, produce? What was your unique uh, creation that you you've had in there? So you always need to when you put your name on something, you absolutely need to um, make sure that you've made that ethical decision. And then where you've where it has been machine generated, it's just like when you write anything and you give sources to um uh to materials cite cite the reference you know cite the reference of where you've borrowed information whose ideas you used cite the reference of where you know you've you've leveraged generative ai to produce the content be honest uh in in doing so and yeah it's it's certainly something that has to be extreme we have to be extremely responsible with in our production of content with with ai you made a game changer for sure it's exciting and uh, definitely looking forward to the future uh, you had touched on it when you were talking a little bit about female over the 25 years you guys have gone through several iterations you know in, in terms of how you identify as a platform in the market sectors you serve as you look now into 2023 2024 how is the primo going to market and, and what are you trying to establish today Absolutely. Uh, going to market today as AI-powered content operations, going back our heritage of pioneering marketing resource management, and then also digital asset management for customer experience. You know, We've put content at the center of this content supply chain that needs managed. So this platform is, is content operations, the people, the process, the systems, the data all together. So we go to market today as uh, AI uh, powered uh, content operations. That's a big, big change. Um, <laughs> and so as a CMO, how do you manage the challenges of that change in brand dynamic, uh, identification and, and messaging? You know, if people know Primo for something else, uh, and then how do you manage that with a go forward? Absolutely, yeah, we've, um, we're many things to many different folks, that's for sure. And you can't lose sight of that. Uh, one of the things that we did, one of the iterations of this business is, uh, you know, we were acquired in 2011. 
by uh, another organization. We spun back out into private equity. We, we became a primo again for the first time or for the for a new time. We weren't born in the cloud. We were reborn in the cloud is what I like to say. And uh, spent just an extreme amount of time meeting with our customers. What did they think of us? Who we are? Uh, who do we want to be? And um, what we did was not take that lightly. So a lot of the uh, our thought leadership, a lot of the stories that we create, uh, the personas that we identify with, we've done a very good job of communicating uh, some of the, the changes and uh, pulling folks needed, uh, I'll call it some level of self-identification of, of the roles they use because they identify with with the technology we use, that's their their job. So we wanted to make sure that they had a story to move forward with as well. And uh, so it's really staying out in front. We've put a big focus on generating uh, content, uh, our own first party generated content, doing research, uh, telling stories. Uh, we're out there on all channels uh, as well. And um, really putting some of these customers at the center of our stories. We've humanized a lot of what we do so that our stories uh, can take on like human-like characteristics like emotions and um, following some of the, you know, the hero's journey stages of storytelling and is really staying out in front and um, being highly communicative and pulling people, folks along with you as a brand. Let's talk about internal then, the changes, the dynamic, the change management, the culture. Has your culture changed? Um, how are you managing the culture and the impact? And not just with your new brand identity, but this big move into AI, how is that impacting your team? Absolutely. Um, I think that every organization, every marketer, CMO, the best place to market first is inside. I call it inside out marketing. And it's, it's we also, like I said about our, our customers, it's, we, we had to bring our employees along with the journey. Uh, we've got a Primo Labs where all that innovation is uh, being produced, and we've got open channels within a Primo within uh, the company, and we allow folks to. We have some terms we use. We call it radical transparency. Uh, we've aligned the company. Our our new um, our CEO uh, Eric Huddleston, who's absolutely brilliant, has come in. He's got like a. I call it lightning in a bottle for uh, for scaling up SaaS B two B companies. Brought in a high degree of, of change and a playbook for for change. And he, he's always said the the thing that will make us successful is our organizational capacity for change. And so we've changed a lot of things. And radical transparency was one. And we have open channels of communication. We can actually follow along with our Primo Labs team as they're. I'll call it the think tank and the organization as they're going through testing and learning and sharing. I'm in there, it's like reading along and the speed at which this is moving is I'm able to follow along with it. And so is, is are all the um, employees at the company. What other ways are you radically transparent? What does that mean? Uh, radical transparency. So we manage our business with OKRs, objectives and key results. And of all that, we've got about 40, uh, it, it flexes a little bit between 40 and 50 actual teams and within all the, de the departments. And we use um, OKR. So we set at an L1, L2, L3, we go down to an L4 level 
objectives and key results. So objectives are some of those like really like sort of big, hairy, audacious goals that we set of that inspire. And then within under those, we've got key results of exact outcomes we want to achieve. And we can see that across the whole company. So 40 to 45 teams, there's about 400 to 500 metrics that I can see in every single department of how they're making progress, what their priorities are, how they're moving the needle, how they're adding value to a primo. Nobody's a black box and you can see how everything is connected to everything else in the company, you know, from exec ELT all the way, you know, down to um what do you by the way, what do you use to track all that? What system? We use workboard. Workboard. Okay. Yeah, workboard is fantastic. It, it's in it, it's in it was in Eric's playbook when he came here. So there's a lot of organizational learning and change, but then I could not see how anybody could successfully um, stay connected with their business without something like like Workboard. So definitely an advocate for it. Okay. And so just people keep it open as another window, I guess, and they can log in. Yeah, we're in it every single day. Um, we we calibrate on a Monday. We celebrate on a Friday. Uh, we like update that. our, yeah, we update our, our object, our key results. Um, we, we've got, we set them quarterly and, uh, we manage the, the business down to, you know, at least in marketing periodized down to the month. So I'm setting goals on a monthly level. And then every week it's, how do we move the needle? What value did we create? Update the, the, those KRs. And, uh, we celebrate on Friday where we, if we hit a goal, you know, we've got some cool emojis like celebration emojis that go across the company and everybody kind of celebrates other team victories together. That's awesome. I love that expression. I'm going to have to borrow that one. Calibrate Monday, celebrate Friday. That's great. You had an amazing career as a marketer and now as a leader, as you reflect back upon your earliest days and you would go back and talk to an earlier version of yourself, but what advice would you give you? Stay uncomfortable. That's allowed me to, to stay in a, a zone of growth, uh, continuing to push my my personal achievements forward and um, uh, professionally as well, you know, moving into different roles, stay uncomfortable, stay uh, out of the comfort zone, um, uh, avoid any sort of stagnation. And, and then also, um, you know, improvising has been a huge piece of my career. Not everybody, you, you'll get to a place of, you don't have everything you need to be successful. You got to go fabricate it. You have to go build it, create it on your own, and generate that new value. Um, so yeah, that that would definitely be the advice I would give. In the moment, it's hard and it, it's painful, but you know, that's where you get to another side of, of growth. And uh, what advice would you give for your fellow CMOs who are grappling with all of these economic changes, technology changes, impact of AI? What would you tell them? Lean in, adopt. Uh, em embrace, uh, think to the future. Um, yeah, it, it can make us more human, which I love, right? Because there's certain things that are just better outsourced to machines. And uh, the more we can offload that to a machine, we can focus on the things that make us uniquely human and creative and, and bring us joy. What about the people that say AI is going to replace people? That's an interesting one. Um, well, um, 
then they're not thinking about how to get up on top of the technology and uh, they're focusing on the wrong problem. The, the problem is how do I get this technology to advance what I'm doing and, and push my career forward, uh, push me as a human forward. Um, it's just uh, the paradigm is that would need to be changed. I don't think it's a healthy way to, uh, to think about replacing versus uh, augmenting who doesn't want a co-pilot, who doesn't want somebody at their wing supporting them. Um, you don't have to to do it alone and think of what you're doing today is the same you'll be doing tomorrow because you know, humans like to change, you know, gradually uh, or linearly. I would say technologies exponentially where we need to think about how we sort of stay within that uh, within that space. Good guidance. Hey, bro. Thanks for being on the program. Exciting things at a primo. And we're going to be following you guys closely in, in the years to come. Thank you for being on the program. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. You got it.